You watched them. You cheered for them. Maybe you booed them. You listened to them. You were impressed by them. Today, they share their favorite memories with you. It's the Give Me a Sense podcast. Here's your host, Mike Yam. Well, it's a special edition of the Give Me a Sense podcast, and I use the term special because the reality is my goal is to do a show once a week. We already just released the Pete Thamel episode, and I mentioned Tony Reale is going to be on next week's show, and that's still the case. But this is a a special guest because, you know, it's it's a story that I was thinking about, and I think the beauty of this show is you can listen to any of these episodes whenever you want because they're evergreen. But Matt Muehlbach, who is one of my colleagues at the Pac-12 Network, he is uh, the winningest Wildcat ever. Arizona basketball. He actually, his team won 64 straight home wins. He's the only four-year Wildcat player to never lose a home game. He has a Final Four in his resume, an Elite Eight, and three Sweet 16 appearances. And I think back, because I'm watching the NBA Finals right now, and I see what Curry's able to do. I see Steve Kerr out there, and I remember Matt telling me this great story, and I thought it was too good not to share with the audience. So, Matt, I really appreciate you stopping by the show. Yeah, my pleasure. Love to be on. Thank you for uh, for asking me. All right, so set this up for me because you tell me the story about Steve Kerr and Steph Curry, and and we obviously know how good of a shooter Steph Curry was. You were a teammate of of Steve's back at Arizona. You guys remained friends. I know you were just at at game one uh, a couple days ago, but give me some perspective on just how great of a shooter Kerr was. Well, I came in as a freshman. He was a, a senior, and and of course, uh, I had heard all the, uh, you know, the the rumors and and you know all the the stats and so forth. But you got to remember when I came in, Steve had blown out his knee the year before, and that was the year they had the three point line, and so he actually was not able the first year to shoot with a three point shot. So his first few years, first three years at U of A, you know, they were all two pointers. So this was going to be an amazing season to see, okay, here's this guy, you know, that's a great shooter. Let's see what he can do. The three-point line is in. It's it's 19-9 officially, and everybody in college, you know, is going to shoot from that same line. And you got to remember, you know, for a couple years before that, a number of teams and or a number of leagues and, and so forth had different lines. So now it was all, you know, fair, and let's let it, everybody shoot from the same distance. So we'll see what he does, right? So he he goes out in, in his only year, his senior year, where they do have the line, and he almost shoots sixty percent from three, not from two or not from wow. you know total, but from three. You know, he ends up he was shooting about sixty percent going into his last game in the final four. Didn't shoot it well that game. He ends the year yammer at fifty-seven percent from three, and it's not like he shot you know. 60 of them. He shot almost 200 threes that year. And I just, for the heck of it, looked at it. And I, I looked at the all time, you know, all time leader in, in college history and it's 47%. And he shot 10% higher, you know, that one year. And uh, just, it, it was phenomenal. It was incredible to watch. Um, you know, we saw it every day in practice. We used to run some of these drills and, and, and do some games that I know he's done some, some of the same things with his guys, with the Warriors. But, you know, I'd shoot with him, and I was a pretty good shooter, and it just would pale by comparison when you think of those numbers. 
All right, so you've set this up nicely. We get it. Kerr, Kerr can shoot. Now, Steph Curry might be one of the top shooters in the history of the NBA, the way he has been been able to, to give this run with the back-to-back MVPs. We've seen what he can do on the floor, stretching defenses. So you told me a story a couple months ago about these two guys at practice. Set this up for me and what happened between these two. Well, I, you know, to go back a little bit, I know, you know, when Steve became the coach uh, for the Warriors, you know, Steph, as kind of fun as he is and competitive and, you know, he's got a lot of showman and entertainment in him. You know, I remember the, the comment that he was like, I can't wait to shoot against Steve and have some fun against him. And, and you know, obviously it's an unfair match because Steph's in his prime and Steve hasn't, you know, he's not shooting every day. And in fact, he's not shooting pretty much at all. <laughs> you know, he just shows up. And so I think, I think Steve was probably, um, I don't know, you know, you know, if he really wanted to go head to head, but, you know, I know from my buddy Bruce Frazier, who who's the uh, you know player development guy and really shoots with Steph and has kind of become his coach. Uh, that they would every once in a while they would they would do these shooting uh, competitions and you know you go back. I mean, again, I just I mentioned what Steve did in college. He's still the number one three point shooter in NBA history at forty five percent, and I think Steph is a tick behind him at forty four. Um, so. I think what they would do is they'd, they'd shoot these, these free throw competitions. So, you know, the tough thing about it is they would shoot maybe 10, you know, shoot 10 free throws each. But if they did it just under a normal process, the problem is they would tie most of the time because both of them would step up and make 10 out of 10 almost every time. And so I was talking to my buddy, my buddy, Bruce, we call him Q. And, you know, he said, you wouldn't believe these competitions. So what we would do is we would give, you know, a point, for for a make and I think they would give maybe they gave two points or they gave some higher value um, to a swish so you make it but if it's all net you know you get you get that little extra whether it's 1.5 or whatever it was and so I I asked them I said well sounds pretty fun and you know obviously two guys that are very competitive two incredible shooters two of the best of all time and I said well how did it go and he said well it's pretty interesting he said like throughout the whole year almost, if I counted up, you know, how many misses Steve had in, let's say, you know, let's just say they shot 100, he said, you know, I would guess, and I didn't count every one of them, but if I just had to kind of, you know, think big picture, I would guess Steve missed maybe two or three, you know, out of 100. And I said, oh my gosh. And I'm thinking, okay, then he must have won, you know, at least, you know, four or five of these things. And I said, "Well, well, how many did he win? And he said, um, none. <laughs> I said, none. How, how do you win none if you've made like 97 out of 100? He's like, well, he didn't swish as many as Steph. <laughs> and, that's, wow. and that's where Steph would win these competitions because he would just swish, you know, darn near every one of them. Or if it got close, he would buckle down and, and, and hit them all net. I think since then, and I don't know if they've played a lot this year, um, um, because Steve obviously had the back issue and so forth. But I, I think since then, Steve may have won one or may have won two. I'm not sure the total, but it just gives you an idea. And it reminds me of the old, you know, like the archery, uh, the archery saying that if, you know, for those things, if you, you aim small, um, you miss small. And if, if you aim big, you miss big. And I think of, you know, for basketball coaches and basketball teachers, the idea, especially with free throws, because it's very easy to do, you know, why not teach your guys to really, not to make them, but to make them and shoot all net. 
And I think that story, you know, pretty much tells, you know, if you're a great shooter, if you can do that, not just make them, but hit all net, it, it's, uh, it really blew me away when I heard that story. Probably not totally surprised, but, but nevertheless, you know, blew me away. Incredible story. Yeah. Maybe not shocked, but maybe just a little maybe surprised. Right. And I, I think if you win one of those, if you're Steve Kerr, you walk out and just never do the competition <laughs> ever again. Let's not forget Curry's still in his prime right now. Um, That's right. And, That's right. And, and, and look, Steve, obviously, uh, you know, great player in, in, in his own right. Certainly a, a real winner. We think about those big shots that he hit with the uh, the Chicago Bulls as well. And obviously what he was able to do at Arizona as one of your teammates with that Wildcats program. Matt, really appreciate you giving us some insight, telling this story and giving us some perspective on, on just how great of a shooter not only Steve Kerr was, but Steph Curry is right now. Thanks, Yammer. Uh, enjoyed it and uh, look forward to some of these uh, future uh, podcasts. Thank you. A really cool story that Matt was able to tell there. And just a glimpse of what we do here on the Give Me a Sense podcast. If you're a basketball fan, we just released uh, a couple days ago the Pete Thamel uh, story that he covered a few years ago about AAU basketball. And Curtis Malone, who is a drug dealer, uh, also an AAU basketball coach, really a powerhouse in that Washington, D.C. area. That episode's already posted. Ala Abdel Nabi talked about Coach K and his time, obviously, in the NBA and why he thinks Michael Jordan is still better than Kobe, better than LeBron. Ron and better than Steph Curry. That's a couple episodes ago. And Ronnie Lott was uh, the guy that started it all off. And Matt Leinert, we had him on the show as well. Next week on Tuesday, we will be releasing our next podcast, and it will be Tony Reale, the host of Around the Horn. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe, download the podcast. You can, of course, rate and review us. And you can find me on Twitter at Mike underscore Yam or on my Facebook page, just Mike Yam.